Good morning, everyone. Really nice to be together. Let me start by asking you a question. What is the ideal time to be sent? I don't mean like quarter past 11 on a Sunday morning, but what are the conditions? What are the circumstances that make it a really good time to be sent? We've been talking these past few weeks about being sent, about God releasing us to go and show his love to people, to talk about him, to change the atmosphere in the places that we are. But I wonder whether you've thought at all about kind of what are those ideal circumstances? Or maybe instead you've been thinking about what are some of the barriers or some of the obstacles or some of the things that might make it hard to be sent at this time? Well, this morning we are going to look at an account from the book of Acts, which show that there is no obstacle and no barrier to God sending us. Whatever the situation and circumstances of our life, I want us to appreciate today we are good to go because of God's grace on our lives. We're going to read a passage from the book of Acts. It's in Acts chapter 5 and we're going to read from verse 17. The words will appear on the screen. Let me give you a bit of context though. The apostles, those early leaders of the church are doing incredible things. Huge numbers of people are coming to faith in Jesus. Miraculous things are happening but there is also opposition arising and that is where we find ourselves in the passage. So we're going to read from Acts chapter 5 and verse 17. Hopefully the words will appear on the screen and we'll uh, read this passage and then we'll pray and ask God to help us to receive it. So it says, then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you trust us, that you value us so highly that as we've been hearing over these past few weeks, you want to send us. You do send us to people. What an honour, what a privilege. This morning, Lord, we want to pray that you would help to release us into that call, that sending, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to look at this passage and identify three important principles that hopefully will help us in appreciating how God sends us. And the first principle is this, sending does not depend on circumstances. Sending does not depend on circumstances. So for the apostles in this passage that we read about, they are in a prison cell, they are locked up when God comes and releases them and sends them to go and preach the gospel. If you like, the, the moment of their sending comes, not when they're on the mountain and everything is going well, but when they're in the valley and what seems like a difficult place, because sending does not depend on our circumstances. And there are lots of examples throughout the history, throughout the Bible and through the history of the church, where maybe there are less than ideal situations and circumstances, but nonetheless, God sends people. Let me uh, give you just two examples 
that I thought of when I was reflecting on this. So um, one example is Jackie Pullinger. Now, I don't know whether you've uh, heard of Jackie Pullinger or come across her story. In the 1960s, she felt God was calling her to go and preach the gospel and go and be a missionary. But no missionary organization would accept her. She didn't have any theological training. She just graduated from music college. Um, and so what she did was she bought a one-way ticket to Hong Kong and she arrived in Hong Kong with her musical instrument and some enthusiasm, but very little experience or training. And yet God used her in a powerful way in Hong Kong. The circumstances and the situation were not what you would describe as ideal sending circumstances, but God sent her nonetheless. Maybe going back further in history, um, there was a man called C.T. Studd in the 19th century. He was a famous cricketer. He played in the original match that gave rise to the Ashes against Australia. He was a you know, famous sportsman and he was a wealthy man. And yet, when he sensed God calling him to go overseas with the gospel and to become a missionary, he actually had to set aside his career as a sportsman. He had to give away his money. These things that seemed so good he actually had to get rid of them to enable him and go to China and uh, India and Africa and, and to give rise to a missionary movement that still exists today. The point is that the situation and the circumstances don't determine God sending us. Now, those two examples are people who went overseas to other nations. But as Sally's talk last week highlighted, actually being sent is not about getting on a plane or getting on a boat. We can be sent from our living room. I don't know about you, but we had a great conversation in our city group this week just about how God could use our homes. He could send us from our living rooms and be a blessing to people. And so there might be all sorts of um, possible obstacles or things which you may think are less than ideal in God sending you. Um, it might be that, well, um, you know, my home is is uh, not great or it's a bit small or I need to redecorate or I don't even have enough seats to have people in, in my home. Or you might feel like, well, I don't know enough. Maybe when I've done a bit more training or when I'm a bit older in my faith. You know what? What I have discovered over the years is that, you know, whatever obstacle you think that you need to overcome, you'll never get there. You'll never get enough knowledge to feel like you're comfortable. Your house will never be good enough. Actually, those things don't make a difference. What makes a difference is God. And if you are willing, then God is able. So this is the first principle that we see from this passage and that I want to, to say this morning. Sending does not depend on circumstances. The second principle is this. Sending is different from telling. Sending is different from telling. Now, um, you know, God spoke to these men in a, a sort of low place, in a difficult place. And if they had stayed locked up in a prison and God had come and said, you need to go and preach in the temple, that would have been hugely frustrating. But God didn't just tell them what to do. He released them into his purposes. He made the way to enable them to do that. And that is something that God does time and time again. He doesn't set us up to fail. He doesn't tell us to do something which is an impossible ask. There is a difference between being told to do something and being sent. And having that, Pastor Clive talked in a session a few weeks ago about a vision conviction that enables us to go. 
I wonder whether you've seen any of the uh, footage on the news recently of the recent uh, NASA mission to Mars. It's incredible, isn't it, that this, um, this kind of module that's been sent to Mars is beaming back pictures. Mars is something like 30 million miles away, and yet we've been able to send something there. And I think that's made all the more remarkable by the fact that, I don't know about you, but I struggle to cover the distance from here in my head to here in my heart, which is a lot less than 30 million miles. It's probably something like a foot or 30 centimeters. Sometimes the hardest thing is to kind of take this idea or this thing that I know to be true and to move it to my heart. But that's so important. And that's the difference between being told something and understanding something at a head level and really receiving it in my heart. I remember some years ago talking to a young man who had a number of friends who were Christians. He'd heard the gospel, he knew it. He, you know, whatever I said, he, he would agree with me. And yet, for whatever reason, he just was unable to bring himself to a place where he could put himself on G in Jesus' hands. All that head knowledge was not enough because he hadn't received it in his heart. And so this is a really important difference between being told and having that kind of conviction that enables us to be sent. And it's really important that we ask God to help us to do that. But you know what, there are things that we can do to help us. So a few years ago, I um, went with some friends to a place called Go Ape. I don't know whether any of you have been on this. It's one of these places in the woods with uh, ropes and swings and aerial slides. And, and if you know me, you will know I'm not a kind of naturally outdoorsy action kind of person. I'm not one of these people who sees a mountain and thinks I need to climb that mountain because it's there. I'm more likely to eat a cake because it's there than climb a mountain. And so approaching this experience of going to go, I, I, was, I was kind of recognizing that this was gonna be a challenge. But you know what I did? I decided that I was just going to go for it. And, uh, you know, I kind of thought about it rationally. I thought, well, if it was really that dangerous, they'd have been closed down by now. And there are people who are a lot less able who do this than me. And so I just resolved I was going to leap every leap. I was going to grab every rope. I was going to go for it. And you know what? I enjoyed it so much more because of that. And even now, frequently in my kind of prayer journal, uh, and in the things I do, I kind of refer to this and pray about this go ape spirit, that what I was able to do then, that I want to do in so many more areas of my life. And the point is that I was able to change my attitude about this experience, that I was able to tell myself, I'm just going to go for it. And actually, you see this attitude in the Bible, and particularly in the Psalms, where the psalmist will speak to his soul, the kind of bit inside him, and say, praise the Lord, O my soul. He will tell his inner being what the right thing to do is. So in moving from kind of something that's here to something that's here, to moving from being told to having that vision, conviction, we, we can pray for God to help us, and we need God to help us but actually we can respond as well. And so that's my second principle. Sending is different from telling. So number one, sending doesn't depend on circumstances. Number two, sending is different from telling. And number three is this, when God sends, he enables. When God sends, he 
enables. So for the apostles in the account we read in Acts, God doesn't just tell them that they need to go. He makes the way. He releases them from the prison. He releases them from the prison. And then when they uh, when they go and when they face opposition, actually, if you read on in the chapter, you'll find that there is a person there that kind of argues that they'd be allowed to continue. And God is with them in such a powerful way that at the end of chapter five, it even says that um, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy of suffering. So where God calls, he makes a way, he enables, he allows and releases something to happen. Now, in the uh, the room that I'm sitting, I can look out the window over there and I can see my garage. So we moved into this house just over a year ago. We're really um, blessed through it and got a lovely big garage that at the minute is, you know, like lots of people, garages full of stuff, full of boxes. And, and um, when, uh, when we moved into the house, we discovered that the, the garage had an electric garage door. I know it's very middle class, isn't it? But, um, you know, very exciting. It's got an electric garage door. Um, it, you know, so, so easy to open it and close it. But the other thing that we discovered was there was no power in the garage. I mean, there were plugs all over the place, but none of them worked. None of the electricity was making it to the garage. And so a kind of what seemed like a really positive situation ended up in being kind of worse than having no electric garage door at all. Because every time I wanted to open it, I had to run an extension cable from the house to plug it in, to open it up. Um, and, and we've just had the house rewired. And as part of doing that, suddenly I have a working garage door again, which is very exciting. But the point I wanted to make, the, the reason I wanted to say that is, you know what? God doesn't set us up to fail. He doesn't give us an electric garage door, if you like, without the power to open it. He doesn't send us and call us to go to people with a fantastic message or to go and uh, be a blessing to people and not equip us, not give us the power, not give us the resources to do it. Where God calls, he enables. And so that really important principle, when God sends, he enables us to do it. So whatever obstacles you may perceive, whatever barriers you may see, whether they be personal, a kind of lack of conviction, well, we've said that God can help us to overcome that. Whatever the things you maybe you look around you and think, oh, my circumstances and my situation, they're less than ideal, despite those things. And maybe sometimes because of them, God is able to send you. Whatever the barrier, whether it be uh, people, whether it be circumstances, whether you feel like you have a lack of learning or resources. You know what my experience is that the thing that really impacts people is not uh, how much someone knows, but it is living out an authentic Christian life out of the revelation that they have. And time and time again, I've seen that impact people. So you know what? You're good to go. The message, if you hear nothing else this morning, Whatever you think are the barriers, you are good to go. And so I want to pray this morning. I want to pray and ask God to help us to really receive this revelation and to go. So shall we pray together? Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that by your grace, we are good to go. We can go now that whatever our circumstances that doesn't stop us being sent. Lord, that whatever the barriers, that there is no barrier that is too great 
for you. I want to thank you. The way you speak to us, where you call us to go and connect with someone, where you go and call us to, you know, walk across a room and speak to someone we don't know. We can believe that you will provide the resources that we need. So, Lord, I want to pray that you would help us to be released into all that you're calling us to do, that we, whether it's from our living room, whether it's in our workplaces, whether you are calling us to go to another nation. Lord, we are good to go. I wonder whether you could just speak that out and say that with me. I am good to go. Let's say it together. I am good to go. If you're with somebody uh, in the room next to you, why don't you turn to them and say, I am good to go. And then look at them and point to them and say, you are good to go. Maybe if you're kind of joining us and joining in the YouTube chat, put that message on the chat and make that your confession today in our series of being sent and all that we've heard over recent weeks from the book of Acts. I want to say to you this morning, you are good to go. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.